What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to Real Talks with Real. For those of you who don't know me or have never listened to my podcast before, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, So today I just got some stuff that I want to get off my chest because, well, because I just want to get it off my chest, you know? Um, So last year, 2021, was an absolutely terrible year for me. I don't know about anybody else, but it was an absolutely terrible year for me. And the crazy part is, I feel like, I'm still going, I'm still pushing, I'm still striving to make things better for me. Um, So let's just talk about some of the things that happened last year, and then we can go from there on what y'all think, you know, um, or what y'all went through. Maybe if you want, you can, you know, respond to this podcast and let me know what's going on with you. But okay, so from the beginning of the year, I'll start there. Um, I... But well, the good part is I got a new job, the job that I wanted, the job that I left my original job for as a mail handler to become a CCA. I had to wait. It was a waiting game, but I waited it out and I got it. So right after I got it, <laughs> uh, I had a death in the family and it was crazy. But at the same time, I got sick, you know, of course, with COVID going around and, you know, things like that. It, it's kind of harder to not get sick in this world or, you know, whatever. Season's changing, whatever. But, yeah, in the beginning of the year, I lost the job by telling them that I was going to resign. And I was going to resign. Um, but before I could, I messed up my hands. So in January, uh, I was a DeKalb County trash collector. And the girl who they put in the truck to drive the vehicle that I was swinging from the back of uh, was a chick who came from being a truck driver who was on the road, used to being on the road. And to be honest, they tell them to drive reckless. Uh, Honestly, I've been in a truck, on a truck, when they, you know, management has told them, you know, you need to drive differently. You need to drive faster. You need to do this. You need to do that. Mind you, you got two human lives back here. So, (laughs) Hello. But yeah, so she was she was speed racing uh, all around um, DeKalb County, uh, mainly where I almost flew off the truck was, uh, I don't know if y'all know, uh, Redan Road, where it becomes, where it goes up to the Ellis Road. So I was around that area and she almost threw me off the back of the truck, messed up my hands because I was holding on for dear life. Like if I wouldn't have been holding on the way I was holding on, I would have flew off. So it ended up messing up my hands right before I started my new job. Uh, yeah, crazy, right? Uh, and then went to the doctor, got my hands checked out. They told me that it was something that was pushing the blood to my fingers because of, I guess, the tight grip that I was having. Um, all in all, after a while, well, it really started back in November when she did it, but then they put me back on the truck with her again. But by January, I should say, um, that's when they told me that I possibly had carpal tunnel, which I had to wear these, I have to wear these little gloves on my hand all the time, but it's kind of a terrible thing to have when you're going into a career as a male handler, right? Right. Uh, All the doctor's appointments were pretty much basically intruding on my job and my life. So, um, anywho, got the job, flash forward, things going okay, you know, of course my hands are killing, just trying to push through these days and make it through until the, you know, because of course in the beginning stages of these these situations, um, these these problems, these these this illness that they say I have in the beginning stages of it, um, of course, they're 
they're worse, you know. So I'm going through this, and I'm also delivering my mail. My job is whooping me because they're making me work six days a week, 14 hours a day. Um, so I'm never at home. I'm always at work. I'm going in at 7, getting off at 11, going in at 7, 8.30, 7.30, getting off at 11.30, 10 o'clock, you know. So it was really just whooping me. By the time I got off work, there was nothing left for me to do in the world uh, but go home and go to sleep. But so, you know, that was the thing that was going on. But I love my job. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love everything about what I was doing. What I do. Sorry. I still work there. Um, so, you know, moving forward, moving forward. Uh, lost a family member, an uncle. And then a month later, not to laugh, but a month later, I lost another uncle. You know, Jay Jonah. Um, he's really like a father-in-law or a stepfather because he was the father to my brothers, but of course he was my dad's best friend. So he was like an uncle and a father. And then the month of my birthday, I lost my cousin, you know, and then my brother's birthday was the following month. But of course he died two days before his birthday, which is June 19th. He died on June 17th. Yeah, that was my baby. That was absolutely my heartbeat. That right there was my world. I mean, all of them were my world, but that right there, I'm talking about from growing up to now, that was my everything. You know what I'm saying? That was my baby brother, you know. For a while, he was the only baby brother I had until my dad decided he wanted to have more kids. So, um, Dominique Lamar Panky was his name. That was my heartbeat. Keep going. You know, I went into this deep, dark depression and kind of, you know, messed me up. Of course, I kept getting sick and kept having to deal with, you know, appointments and stuff like that. So, that, you know, that was going on. And, um, of course, I have a supervisor who is just a tyrant, you know, so yay for her, yay postal service life, you know, when they get, it's like they put people in these positions who, who have no care for the outside world, who has no care for the people who they're managing. So, you know, um, then my uncle passed away. Um, and then following that, another uncle passed away, you know, it's just like, what the fuck, you know? Uh, Uncle Anthony, Uncle Richard, you know, RIP to all of y'all. Dante, RIP to you. You know, it's just everybody that I've lost. Seven people, so that's that far. And then, well, six people that far. And then come to the end of the year. Well, let's, let's not get there first. So in October, you know, right before my anniversary, I'm planning on taking my wife somewhere, you know, for our anniversary because our anniversary is coming up. All, you know, not to mention all the stuff that I had been through this year, that year. So I'm at work, you know, it's like January, uh, October 10th, I'm at work and I, you know, I'm just working, da, 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 you know, I'm trying to get through it. My packages, of course, it's a crappy day because they are being, you know, just immature and reckless. They got a supervisor now who has a mouthpiece like a sailor who really just wanted to get beat up that day, it seems, you know what I'm saying? I ain't beat her up, but that's what it seemed like she wanted to do. Uh, so she, you know, she was an imbecile from the jump, you know. Uh, they told us we had a whole bunch of packages to deliver. We get there, they don't have any Amazon, so we're like, okay, so we're going home? They're like, no, you have to deliver this. And we're like, okay. So we're, <clears throat> so we deliver the UPS packages, and I'm delivering mine. We split it up evenly, and they call us, and they tell us, um, well, she, when she called me, let's, let's so when, when she called me, she told us that we need to, we need to try to stay out until at least two o'clock. So that way they won't have her 
go to another station so she can help at another station. And I'm like, you know, okay, that don't make sense, but all right. I don't understand that concept. But so I hang up the phone. I'm delivering my packages. And I'm walking and, you know, just just admiring the fact that I'm almost done. And it's probably about maybe an hour later from the time that I talked to her, maybe 45 minutes. And, man, when I tell you I went down like a rock, a sack of rocks, I was walking down this driveway. Walking up the driveway was fine. It was a little steep driveway, so, you know, I had to put some oomph into it. But I was walking back down. That's when the problem started. I'm walking back down this driveway, and I don't know, my right foot went one way, and my other leg went the other way. Somehow or another, I ended up landing on my right ankle, and, excuse me, landed on my right ankle and my left knee. I'm talking about blood gushing. The lady who lives there, she said that her dog, you know, was barking and made her look out the window, and she just ran out there to figure out what was going on and lo and behold my idiot self is down there on the floor I can't I don't have my phone on me so I can't call nobody right away I'm just laying there because of course when you first fall and experience an injury you know the people don't some people don't notice it well I didn't even notice anything was wrong until I tried to get up that's when I was like oh this ain't gonna work so I had to scoop myself to pick up the scanner up from under the truck, and then from scooting myself to pick up the scanner, that's when I um, used the truck. I opened the door, and then I used the truck to get up. You know what I'm saying? I used the truck, the bottom of the truck and the base of the door to, like, pull myself up to, like, turn around and maneuver and get in the truck. By that time, the lady was, you know, behind me, and she was like, oh, well, are you okay? Do I need to call someone? I appreciate her so much. Um, you know, do I need to call someone? Is there anyone I can call? And I'm like, no, if I can just get to my phone, you know, I'll give them a call. It's no problem. So I get up into the truck. I get my phone. Of course, it's, I'm in the freaking mail truck. So it's on the other side because, of course, it's sliding around and moving around when I move around. So it's on the other side of the thing where we place the mail. So finally get it, call my supervisor. And her first question to me is, what do you want me to do about it? Uh, I just fell, messed up my ankle, my right ankle, the one I drive with, and I'm having an issue. Well, figure it out. Okay, figure it out. Um, so the lady's like, was there anything I can do? She brought me bandages and ice, and she offered to drive, but I'm like, well, I can't leave the truck. That'll be my job, and blah, blah, blah. So she, so my supervisor's like, well, you need to figure out how to get back to the office, deliver your packages, and figure out how to get back to the office, or just bring it back. Just bring back the packages since since you can't deliver them and we'll and we'll find somebody to deliver them. Ma'am, I got one package left. I got I got one package left. And it's an apartment building. It's 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 not something that I'm about to be able to do, but it's not even what I called you for. I got one package left because I delivered my packages. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not this person who you are you know you're supposed to be a cca but instead you're standing up and you're being really really lazy you know what i'm saying and now she's like oh well you trying to be like me because my foot messed up girl ain't nobody even know your foot was messed up because i really just got back to work due to the funerals and all the stuff that i had to deal with i just really got back to work so i don't oh, my toenail oh i'm sorry oh my bad 
I need to say that out loud. Uh, but it is because that. God dang it, man. Whew. But yeah, so she's like, well, you need to figure it out. You need to figure out how to get back to the station, and we'll figure out who could deliver your packages. Mind you, she didn't already call Brittany, the girl who she just used for rides, I guess, or the girl who worked with me, but got a mouthpiece out of this world. Like, I almost got to it with that girl. That's for another day, another story. But yeah, she, she young, and she just, she, she got, I guess she got away with the supervisor, so they allowed her to just do her route and go home instead of doing her route in a piece like they give everybody else. Like, I'm surprised y'all see the mail they used to stack on me. Y'all be like, dang, were they not trying to let you go home? But mind you, I had more seniority than her as far as when we started and when we finished. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, when we started. So I started way before her, but she got treated like she'd been there the longest, and they allowed her to leave and go home. You know, and it was like, damn, what about me? You know, I got life too. But anywho, so she called her and, you know, was just gossiping and talking smack about me like she does. So I literally drove back to the station with my left foot and my right, my left foot and trying to hold the blood, trying to hold my knee from bleeding. And at the same time, you know, um, just trying to drive at the same time. So I'm, and make sure I don't hit my leg on anything, of course, because, hello, your, your ankle. So I get back to the station, and I semi-park the truck, and I get a, a hamper, and I use that hamper to get me back into the station. So my coworker came, and he actually helped me, too, and we got in the building, and I sat down, and she instantly, oh, no, because... You you need to what where are you going? What doctor office are you going to? Where what who are you going to see? Because I'm like, I have to go see y'all doctor. In order for, you know, saying anything to go transpire, I need to go see y'all's doctor. Oh no, because you ain't been approved for workman's comp yet. So why would you go see the doctor for uh um go see our doctor? Uh that don't even make sense. And I'm like, ma'am, before I can do anything, I have to go see one of y'all's doctors to make sure that they can indicate that the injuries are where they are, where I say they are from the injury. So that way I can, they can know if it's going to be a workman's comp injury or not. I can't just go to my doctor and my doctor be like, you know, whoop de woo. So she like, well, just go to your doctor because our doctor is closed. Just figure it out. So she take pictures of my foot. And then my homeboy, again, helped me to my car because now I got to drive my car because my wife is at work and there's nobody to take me anywhere. So, again, I'm driving 20 miles per hour. I finally make it to the doctor two hours later because, of course, she didn't do anything. And I can't afford an ambulance bill at that time. I can't afford an ambulance bill at this time. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to get my car home and and try to figure it out. So I'm driving 20 miles per hour. Mind you, I'm going from Atlanta to all the way to Conyers area. And because that's the only side where I can find a doctor's office as well, y'all. So I... um. Sorry, I'm putting on clothes, too. So I get to my side of town, and I'm like, man, I can't drive. You know what I'm saying? I can't keep trying to drive and hobble. So she's off work by now. So I finally, you know what I'm saying, she finally come and get me, and we figure out how to get, you know, my car home or whatever. We figure out how to get everything done together because, of course, hey, these people just left me hanging. So she's like, uh, well, I'll just take you. So, And then I contact the union steward because, while I'm at this this place, they telling me that I need paperwork. And I'm like, the same paperwork that I was just telling this lady I needed, right? Yeah, that paperwork. Oh, okay. So I call her. She's already on her way home. 
Because that's what she wanted to do, y'all. She wanted to get off and go home before they noticed that, you know, said that we were finished, so they couldn't send her anywhere else. Right. Just your job. You 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 went from being a, C, a CCA to being this supervisor because you felt like the job would be easier, but you lazy when it comes to that, too. So I call her. She don't she don't give me any information. So then I call the other the other supervisor, mind you, who've been calling me all day because me and the other girl got into it because she thought that she was like, I don't know this stuff. She was going to give me, you know, most of this route so I could take it and she just take the little piece that she wanted. Mind you, her little piece was like 30 minutes. The piece she gave me was like two hours. Because when we called her, she was already done. So it was just like she was trying to play me because she thought I was dumb or something. Then she had the audacity to call me lazy and tell me I don't like to do this and I don't like to do that. And I'm like, bro, anytime they tell you to go help somebody, you claim you got an injury or you claim you got to do something. But like I said, that's the story for another day. Um, So I called a supervisor who's been calling me all day because me and Brittany got into it. So she don't answer the phone. I keep calling because uh, you blew me up. Let me blow you up. You know what I'm saying? So bloop, 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 keep calling, keep calling. So I finally get somebody on the phone, you know, and I'm like, finally get on. Her husband answers. And I'm like, hey, I'm looking for my supervisor. Shit, because I don't give a fuck what y'all doing. You know what I'm saying? Not not to be mean or rude or nothing, but I don't. I, I got shit going on right now. Like, I need y'all to to come on with it. Like, you know. So, she's like, um, she's like, well, what's going on? I'm like, well, I'm sure she told you, and if she didn't, that's crazy. But while I work, I fail, and I can't walk on my foot, and I can't put pressure, and I still can't put pressure to this day, y'all. Like, that's the crazy part. Like, I'm trying to get through this shit, and I'm trying to put pressure on it, but they're telling me that it's a crack or a fracture, and first it was bruised, and I'm like, bro, what is it? So, I'm trying to, you know, walk on my foot, and I can't, but. She um she told me that she was going to call y'all and let y'all know what was going on. So she don't call. So they ended up she ended up calling, I guess, uh Sylvia. Sylvia is the GM, I'm guessing. She's the manager over my manager, Miss Regina, who wasn't there. So I text Regina, because that's what Sylvia told me to do. Well, text Regina and let her know what's going on. Cool. I could do that. Boom. So I do that. You know what I'm saying? I text Regina, like, hey, you know what I'm saying? This is what's going on. I was told to text you, you know, <clears throat> and let you know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. So she didn't respond. So Sylvia calls me. I'm like, well, can you call me by yourself? Because I got something I need to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, like, I got something I need to say. So she called me, and I'm explaining to her, like, well, you know, this is what's going on, and this is what happened. And I explained to her, you know, everything from the call, from me initially calling that lady to where I was now and how I ended up there. She, oh, well, text Regina. We'll try to get this done. We'll try to get that done. Blase, yaze, blase, waze, haze, maze, uzi, pape, you know. So I do everything she tells me to do. Nobody responds. I still don't get the paperwork. I call the union because at this point, I mean, I've been calling the union, but, of course, it's a Sunday, so these people are not trying anything to when it comes to work okay they don't want to be there so i um called the union and she's like no you know what don't even worry about it just go to the emergency room and let them know to bill it to this okay cool you know sorry about all the noise y'all so um 
I'm like, all right, that's fine. So I went to the emergency room that night. My wife took me. Of course, it was the longest process of my life. They told me that I had a bruise on my bone. They gave me this foot shoe thing that I'm supposed to wear. And with that foot shoe thing that I'm supposed to wear, I um, needed to go to their doctor. So the very next day, I went to their doctor. Their doctor, of course, is their doctor. So he's like, oh, yeah, you can go. Here you go. This is your work, work paperwork. Of course, the doctor, the emergency room told me not to walk on it for at least uh, seven days. But, of course, their doctor was like, oh, no, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so, but they wanted me to use crutches and and the boot and the shoe that they gave me. They wanted me to continue to use the shoe, but also add crutches. So, I'm like, yeah, because that makes sense. Uh, so, they told me I couldn't come to work. Pretty much, basically. Long story short, they told me I couldn't come to work due to the fact of the crutches and the walker. I mean, the crutches and the boot, the shoe thing, shoe apparatus. So finally, my job do their paperwork, and I'm able to, and that's when I'm able to go back to my go to my doctor because it took them a whole month. It took them until what was it? I, um, it took them almost a month. When did they fill out that paperwork? I think it was November. I think they filled it out November 25th. It was either November 25th. No, nah, it was October 25th. It took them 15 days to do my paperwork, to do their portion of my paperwork. Because, of course, my supervisor is ignoring me. She texted me from her phone and said, this is no longer my number. Like, <laughs> she was doing a lot. Like, so I'm trying to reach her. But, of course, I can't reach her. So, of course, the union is involved again. Because, bro, what is you doing? You know, I'm trying to get back to work. And I'm trying to get this put together. So they finally, I finally get in touch with the union hall who contacts the president and they finally get the ball rolling. I mean, uh, postmaster, they finally get the ball rolling. So they finally do my paperwork and everything is good. So I'm going to see my doctor now. Now I'm seeing my doctor and they're telling me, oh yeah, so it's a bone bruise. So we're just going to, that's what, the, that's what the paperwork says, it's a bone bruise. So we're just going to treat it as such. Then they do an x-ray, another x-ray and they're like, oh, it's a small crack, fracture, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, it, it could, it, it could potentially be getting worse, but we don't know. So they're going to do another MRI on it. Um, and of course, in this process, I'm not being paid by my job because they're not putting my information in. She's putting me in as OWCP, which is, um, what she's supposed to put me in, but she's supposed to be put me in as, um, OWCP COP. Instead, she's putting me in as OWCP L-wop. So she's L-whopping me the whole time. So it's like, wow, bro, like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> So I'm not getting paid. Nothing is going on. So, of course, we do the same thing again. We get in contact with the postmaster. And I get in touch with the same dude who all, and potentially get in touch with the postmaster who pretty much basically gets the ball rolling on everything again because, of course, well, my supervisor is my supervisor, you know. So he gets the ball rolling again, and they um, and that's when I get paid. They finally call me and like, oh, but I, I think I got my first check like the end of November. So I went two months without any pay. Eight weeks I went without any pay, any money whatsoever. I'm just out here living my life, struggling, you know. So, um. I'm like, bro, y'all got to do something. So he finally put, you know, fire under them by contacting them. They give me some money. And 
here we are again two months later and I have not gotten another check since. Now, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I'm not laughing at myself, but I mean, you got to kind of laugh at yourself in these situations because it's a struggle. And then, you know, trying to figure out Christmas and trying to figure out life and trying to figure out how to continue to live and pay your bills with your job acting a plum fool. It's hard. I'm not going to lie to y'all. It's, it's extremely hard to try to keep pushing through when you got people holding you back and trying doing things intentionally to to not let you progress in life. Like, I didn't do anything to y'all personally, so why are y'all affecting my life personally? so personally? Like, I didn't get injured because I thought it was cute, and I didn't want this shit for myself, so why are y'all acting like this is something that people do intentionally, you know? Like, I already, from my car accident that I sustained when I was a mail handler, um have really bad migraines. So, of course, you know, I'm missing work because of the migraines. But, you know what I'm saying? I'm not doing this shit on purpose. Like, if I could if I could deal with this stuff, you know what I'm saying, firsthand, it would be cool. But I can't, you know. So I'm dealing with everything that's coming at me. And it's like I said, my life, this the past year has been a terrible year. But my life itself is, is just terrible. You know what I'm saying? It, I mean, it had its bright moments, but it got more negative moments then it got bright if i'm if i'm gonna be honest with y'all 100 percent, my life has had way more way more negatives than it's had positives like you know things have been <clears throat> things that i've been through this past <clears throat> this past life that i've been dealt it's, it's it's really you know more negative than positive to be so honest with y'all like i've had a horrible life but i keep pushing like, i'm gonna keep striving like I don't ask for none of the stuff that I'm dealt with, dealt in this life, but all I can do is run with it, you know what I'm saying? You know, on top of losing people, I've almost lost my life on more than one occasion, you know, so I'm just, like I said, I feel like I'm, I'm just, I'm supposed to be here for a purpose, I'm supposed to be here for, to do something, but I just haven't figured out what yet, but anywho, so it's just like they taking they making it seem like everything that that's going on in this world is personal like why like i don't come to your place of you know anywhere and make you feel like i have a personal vendetta against you so why do you have this personal vendetta against me like what what is it what what could it possibly be like what could i have possibly done to you to make you do the things that you're doing but then again i know this lady firsthand and I've witnessed her get people put out the building for no reason, for lying on them. And I've told them, like, yeah, she's she's a liar. Oh, don't call her a liar. Why not? You call it how you see it. If it walk like a duck, quack like a duck, talk like a duck, then it's a duck. Quack, quack. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't just keep pretending like this lady is not out here making people suffer because of how her life is going. You know, that's not right. You know, nor is it fair to anybody to have to to have to go through anything and suffer for any reason because you have a personal vendetta against them because you have a problem, a personal problem or a personal issue with that person. You know what I'm saying? This lady is literally one of the most vindictive, asinine, no, nah, I ain't gonna call her asinine, but she's a liar. Okay, she's a, she's a liar. She, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't honor... She doesn't tell the truth. She doesn't do things the right way. She will screw you over and then lie about it. Like she told them she hadn't talked to me. She told them she hadn't talked to me. She hadn't heard from me. She hadn't seen me. Like, 
of course you ain't seen me. You told me not to come up there. The first day I called her was the 11th. I called the station at 6, what was it, 630? Because I knew she had to be there early. So I called the station at 630. Oh, you can't be calling me this early. I'm in the telecom. Called her back. Oh, you still can't be calling me. I'm still in the telecom. Well, dang, how long is this telecom? You know what I'm saying? Because, woman, I've been calling you so I can, you know what I'm saying, figure out what's going on. Like, what's up? Oh, well, I'm busy. What what what, what they saying? What the doctor saying? Um, well, that I you have to use these crutches. Oh, oh, you want crutches? Oh, you can't come up here. So, okay. So I don't go up there, you know. I'm like, you know, I can't drive myself anyway with this boot on. So, it, it you know, so, okay, so what do you want me to do? Well, I'm going to get in contact with so-and-so, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and we're going to blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, what happened? Because I hadn't heard from her. So, I finally started, like I said, doing things myself. I called HR, called people who would get the ball rolling, because mind you, I hadn't even figured, I don't even know, how, I didn't even know how to fill out my portion of the paperwork. So, I'm just like, all right, well, let me try to figure out this. So, I do that, and I do all that, I did everything I needed to do, but... She, she, she just was, she just was lying. And it's just like, bro, why are you lying so hard? Like, what are you getting from this lie you're telling? Like, is somebody paying you? You know what I'm saying? Are you getting some change or something? Like, what are you getting from the lie that you're telling right now? So she told them that she hadn't heard from me, that I hadn't called her, even though I got a call log showing that I called her. I got text message showing that I texted her. I got email showing that I emailed her. Because the lady gave me her email because, of course, I didn't have it before. So the lady who I contacted from the OWCP gave me her email. And I, like I said, I called her. I emailed her. You know, I did everything that I was supposed to do, you know. But, of course, she's not responding. She's not answering. She don't, you know, she, so I call her. I keep calling again. I finally get other people on the phone, of course. They're like, oh, well, she said this. She said that. At this time, she wasn't giving me her email, so I was sending it to their emails, and she was telling them the same thing she was telling me. Well, I ain't got nothing for her to do here. You know what I'm saying? If she on crutches, she might as well stay home. I don't know what she's going to do. I ain't got nothing for her to do, blah, blah, blah. But then she's telling Miss Abrams, she ain't talked to me. She don't know me. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, bro, this is crazy. Like, So finally, we get that stuff done. We get that taken care of. Everything gets taken care of. But she's still not doing her portion on the fact of paying me. So we get people involved. And now here we are. Um, keep going to Christmas and Thanksgiving. And I'm sitting at home. And it's just like, man, it sucks. You know, can't go nowhere. Can't do nothing. Stuck in the house. You know what I'm saying? With no no, no change in sight. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I supposed to do? So uh, I finally... Um, Finally get that lump sum of money, and I use it for my bills and stuff like that, of course, that they gave me from the back pay because they had to do an advance because, of course, hello, <laughs> I need some money. So they do an advance of pay, and I get paid finally. So since then, it's been rough because they, they ain't nothing else to do. They can't, supposedly, they got, I got to wait. So, but I'm a... Uh, I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. Here we are. It's Christmas. Well, in in end of November, I found out that my auntie was dying from stage four cancer. So that was whack. Uh, she's really my godmom, but I love her so much. 
and she's been in my life since I was about what five or six or something like that. Like I've been knowing this lady my whole life. Like there is no one else that I will put in her space. Like her her spot is saved for life until I go meet her again in in whatever dimension or heaven or whatever she wherever she's at. Um, so. She passed away at the end of the year, right after Christmas, on December the 30th, um, right before New two days before New Year's, and then my, my grandma had a stroke uh, two days later. <laughs> She's okay, though. She's alive. So coming into the New Year's, it was a scare. Here I am in the New Year's still trying to get better. My caseworker is finally back in the office, so hopefully things will go better for me now. Hopefully, once they get this machine, supposedly this machine is supposed to make everything better. Um, but hopefully, you know what I'm saying, it finally comes. Uh, he did tell me he approved it, and he did fix my information for me to get paid through them. So that's a plus this year, you know. But I just want to go back to work. Like, I ain't never, ever in my life missed work as much as I miss work right now. Uh, <laughs> Oh no, like I never ever ever wanted to go back to work so bad. Like last year was rough, but I just wanna go back to work. I wanna get my pay. You know what I'm saying? I got a pay raise while I was at home, so that's a plus. But hey, where is it? You know what I'm saying? Like I just wanna go back to work. I wanna go back to work. I wanna, you know what I'm saying, make this make the money and just just live a prosperous life. Of course I know that I need to live in a bubble from now on. If I can live in a walk in bubble or a walk in cast body cast, I will, because like I told y'all, my life from beginning to end, to till now, I'm going to say end, beginning to now has been just the, the utmost roughest life I could ever ask for, like from being born and almost dying to being 31, going on 32, and still dealing with the same complications in life, I just want things to get better, and people keep saying, well, try these vitamins, and try these vitamins, and try these, and try that, and I done tried everything. So if you got a remedy to help me to not get sick so good often or to not fall, my grandma told me I'm just like her. I am accident prone. Um, I, I think I believe it because, like I told y'all earlier, I got into a car accident. Yeah, I got into three. Seven months apart, each of them. So seven months, uh, uh, January, I mean, February 23rd, I got into a car accident. February 23rd, 19, 2019, I got into a car accident. And it, and then um, September 2nd, 2019, I got into a car accident. And then March um, of 2020, I got into another car accident where I was hit in all accidents. Like, one, my homeboy was driving, and, well, I wasn't hit then, but he hit. Uh, he was driving to the house, and he hit a tractor trailer. Um, and then I was at a park. I was at a red light taking my coworker home from work, right, uh, seven months after the accident. Uh, I really want. I really didn't even want to be driving, but I have my foot, my right foot worked. So, uh, my wife, you know, we had our ordeal about me not working, so I went back to work. You know, but I wasn't supposed to be driving, and I uh, ended up trying to be nice because, of course, it's Labor Day, and she don't have a way home, and the cost for her to get an Uber was like sixty-seven dollars. So I was like, you know what, bump it. I'm gonna take you home. But I never even made it to her house. Somebody had to come pick her up, and I had to go to the emergency room. Yeah, because some dude, drunk driver, big-ass Ford truck, smacked into the back of my car. Still haven't found him to this day, even though we were in front of a Wells Fargo. Man looked at me as he drove off. Like, I got out of the car because, of course, my knee-jerk reaction was to jump out. 
Like, I don't know why, but I jumped out the car and uh, all I could do was just not again. That's all I could do was say not again, not again, not again, not again. And he had turned my car into a whole ukulele. Like, he smacked it to the back of me, pushing me into the car in front of me, which smushed my car in between the two. The guy in front of me car, when he pulled up, his car bounced back like it was nothing. Like, bloop, that's all you heard, and his car was fine. My car, on the other hand, looked like it was just smashing a trash compactor. Like, But he drove off, looked me in my eyes, and kept going. Um... I was too discombobulated. That's when I hit my head on the steering wheel, and that's when my headache started. So ever since then, I've had migraines that come and go, or they never go away. Like, you know, I can get a I can get a headache, and it never goes away. Like it just it dulls out, but it's still there. You can still, you know, feel it or whatever. Um, but anywho, and then the third accident, I was t-boned. Uh, the guy seen me coming, um, and then he decided the cars around me even told the cops, but the cops didn't care. He sped up. He sped up because he decided, oh, okay, yeah, I can still get money off of this. He sped up. He had his child in the car. He hit my car. Almost knocked me into the car that was in front of his car. Uh, but ended up, you know, we ended up missing that car. So um, I still was put at fault for the accident, uh, even though he sped up. Like, the speed he was going, he, he wasn't going, like, the speed limit. Because it was a red light, he he just sped up to the point where he smacked the shit out of the car. And, of course, they put me at fault, but I ended up initially winning the case. So um, that was a good thing. Um, but like I said, it's just been it's just been rough. Like, But the moral of these stories is just to keep going. Like, life's going to deal you something. It's always going to be somebody out there that has been through or witnessed worse than you. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, my life has been terrible, you know, a whole bunch of trials, a whole bunch of tribulations, a whole bunch of hurdles, but I keep going, you know what I'm saying? From being born and not supposed to be here to being 31 now and still here and still kicking after all the things that I've been through, I'm going to keep going and see where life takes me. Um, Yeah, I'm afraid of what's to come because you never know what's around the corner. You know what I'm saying? Tomorrow's never promised. But at the same time, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to find out what's behind every door that I come up to because I just want to know. Because had I given up before when I initially tried to give up um, in my attempts at not being here on my own continents, you know, just these attempts on my life by my own hand, um, had I succeeded at any of them, I wouldn't have a wife that I've been married to now for three years going on four. And I wouldn't have, you know, the relationship with my family that I have, you know, saying now. I wouldn't know anything that I know. I wouldn't have witnessed anything in this world that's been going on, even though some of these things we could have done without um, or we could have avoided, you know, that's for another topic, another subject, another time. Um, but. I realized that had I given up then, I wouldn't be where I am now. No, I'm not in the best place in the world, but if I keep going, I'm sure I'll make it there. And I want everybody else to keep going too. Because like I said, no matter what you're going through, there's always going to be somebody who's going through something way worse. My friends are an attestment to that because although my life has been rough, I've had nobody to really discuss it with other than this podcast now, because 
Everybody got problems. So why would I burden you with my problems when you want to tell me about yours? But anyway, y'all, just keep pushing. It's been a real talk with real, and I appreciate anybody who played this back. Um, yeah, love, peace, and hair grease. Love y'all. It's been real. Peace.